This episode of Saturday Morning Rewind is brought to you by Voice Chasers. Find out more about the voice actor you hear on this episode at voicechasers.com. Voice Chasers, celebrating the art of voice acting since 1996. Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. A show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. So let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, Joe! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host, Tim Nidell. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, the show that takes you back to your childhood one interview at a time. Of course, my name is Tim Nadell. I'm your host. Please follow us online. It's SaturdayMorningRewind.com. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, so make sure to follow us. And also, just take a few seconds of your time to check out our donation tab on the website if you want to help us out financially. You can either give a one lump sum through PayPal or donate monthly through Patreon. And donations start at only $1 a month, and honestly, anything would help us out. Again, the website is SaturdayMorningRewind.com. So for this episode, I thought it'd be perfect if I reached out to somebody from the real Ghostbuster, since it's almost Halloween and all. So I reached out to Laura Summer, and she agreed, and she couldn't have been any lovelier during the interview. Of course, she voiced Janine in the real Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters! If it's haunted, we want it. Oh, no thanks. Somebody wanting to sell a swampland in Florida. Like I said, super lovely, super talented, and I hope you guys really enjoy it as much as I do. So here's my interview with Laura Summer. Before we start digging into the real Ghostbusters and that kind of stuff, let's talk a little bit about Halloween. As a kid, did okay. you enjoy Halloween, and did you have any like traditions as a family? As a family, no. <laughs> um, I grew up in Queens, New York, like uh. Janine, and um, you know I would go with my friends. I don't, I don't think the family thing was that big back way back when. It okay, was just something I would do with my friends. Yeah, Halloween and the candy. I mean, nobody will touch the kind of candy what people used to give out and apples and things I like know. that. Just, Nobody can, <laughs> in my poison, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it wasn't like, uh, so you would, I was in uh, an apartment building and we'd do that. And then I remember being older, you know, like 12, 13, 14 and going in the neighborhood house to house. And it probably got pretty cold in Queens too, did it? Around Halloween time? Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's, yeah, the the weather has definitely gotten warmer. So, yeah, it would be, you'd have your little pea coat or ski jacket on, <laughs> you know. So I, I think all these things have gotten much bigger. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's funny because I, I lived in Fargo just for a little bit, maybe for about four years of my life. And I had a, oh, wow. my little girl there in Fargo. And Halloween there in Fargo, North Dakota is so much different than anywhere else. It's way too cold to walk around door to door outside. It's ridiculous. You go to the mall? Is we that do. What they do. Exactly. There's like a huge line from store to store. Everybody's dressed right. up. You just go to each door to get candy. It's kind of sad. Ah, uh, well, I think they've dreamed that even here in LA because um, 
for safety. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Yeah. Or you have to put even where I am. There's like um, and they have uh, put put a sign out if you're going to be giving candy. Wow. (laughs) If you want to be knocked on your door. <laughs> That's crazy. And here in Montana, there's like one dozen. I, I live in a really small town. It's like three stoplights, so not too many people here. And uh, there's one designated street where everybody goes door to door. And uh, I guess it's the fancy, the fancier street in town, probably. Ah, uh, the yeah. rich people. Yeah, yeah. I guess you can consider that. Yeah, for sure. But it's always fun. They always go all out. They always have all the decorations out. I mean, we've talked to people with own houses there, and they spend thousands on candy alone. Like- like people here at Christmas or yes, some places yes. you go and you just can't believe the electric bill, what it's going to be. I know. You know? <laughs> it's crazy, crazy. <laughs> so jaded. But I've done a lot of Halloween movies and stuff like that. So uh-huh. I guess, uh, you know, I, I worked for Disney Channel a long time and they have a lot of backlog of Disney. Um, I can't remember what they're called, but Disney films. <laughs> no. <laughs> the names of them I cannot remember. Huh, I wonder which ones they are. It wasn't Halloween Town, was it? Yeah, Halloween, Halloween oh, Town. Halloween Town, okay, yeah. okay. And then there's one, like, two, three. Yeah. It was one with Debbie Reynolds, I remember. Um, and then the Witch Witch, oh, and I did Garfield. Well, that's not Halloween, but Garfield, uh, a lot of witchy things. So I guess I clumped that all in. So the real Ghostbusters, I read that that was your first ever animated, like, audition. Was that is that true? Yeah. It was my first audition, and the audition, because I had just come out to California, and I went and saw an agent that I knew in New York, and he said, I'll go in for this, and I said, okay, and they didn't want a New York accent, so I was just talking like I am now, Uh very sweet, and then they told me I got it, and I didn't know what what that meant, and... um, and then I found out. <laughs> and then they said, could you do a New York accent? And I was like, could I do a New York accent? Yeah. <laughs> wow. And when you went in there, you had no clue it was for Ghostbusters and no clue that you were kind of like channeling, you know, Annie Potts from the movie. No, I, I was. No, I, I knew it was Ghostbusters, but I hadn't seen it. didn't mean anything to me. Uh-huh. And I, they... When after I booked it, they gave me a, my original audition to match it, or you know, like on a cassette, uh-huh. you know. And it was like, "Hello, Ghostbusters, please hold," <laughs> just like that. It wasn't. I was just doing my own voice. And then uh, my mother talks like today would have been my mother's birthday, but uh-huh. uh, yeah, my my mother always never lost her Brooklyn accent, uh-huh. so it was very easy to, to kind of go. You know, into it now. You know, I've seen Ghostbusters since, and I hear what Annie Potts did—a wonderful job. It's similar, but you know, I wasn't since I I really wasn't trying to do any impression because I had no idea. It It was meant to be. It sure was because as a kid, I was fooled. You know, I thought it was Annie Potts when I was a kid. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. Wow. So you did a, a huh. great job, even not knowing that you were doing it. Incredible job. I didn't know I was doing her. At all. <laughs> I wasn't doing her at all. And they, they played around with it a bit. You know, sometimes they, they thought it was too much, and then they had me lessen it, and then they had more. And, you know, I was the only one from New York there. You know, sometimes the writers would write, because there was not the Internet then where they would, you know, they'd write streets that didn't exist. 
And I yeah. would say, there's no, <laughs> there's no 18th Avenue in Manhattan. <laughs> it was a good time. I, I just saw Mar- Maurice LaMarche uh-huh. um, the other uh, few days ago because I was at a memorial for June Foray who passed yes, away. Yes, yes. And um, so she had been on Garfield and... I was on Garfield, and she actually won an Emmy for an episode that I got to play opposite her. Oh, wow. Fun. Tell me about that. How, what was it like playing opposite of her? You know, it's funny. When they called on me to say something, I like I didn't want to sound like I was bragging, so I didn't say that. I didn't say anything like of note. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know, she was already 94 or 5 years old, and it, when we would do Garfield, we'd all be in the same room. You know, mm-hmm. and then the twi- I played the twins, uh, these, tr- these twin girls, and I would read it and play opposite her. But then I would have to go record it separately because they were in, because they were twins. So yes, yes. I'd have to, and, and the way that the joke was, one was always slightly behind the other, so I just have to come in with myself. <laughs> 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 but June was amazing. I mean you know, her body of work, and to to work and be thriving into your 90s, yeah. you know, it's amazing. Yeah, I can't think of many people who have done that or can do that, honestly. Can do that, really. I mean, she came, you know, she didn't drive herself, and she always had um, some cute guy driving her around, <laughs> and like uh, a lot of the shows, Stan Freeberg worked also, and, uh. you know, he, his, now, his health didn't seem as, good yeah you know so he always had uh he was in a wheelchair and stuff like that but you know and june she could pull out those young voices too yeah she can you know i mean till the end pretty much you know because she had some of those jobs for 50 years you (laughs) know like witch hazel and uh rocky you know and natasha she did over a 50-year span i mean uh incredible career it's going to be hard replacing her whenever they do something with those characters from then on. Well, they know they had replaced her because she was very upset about it, uh, Witch Hazel, at some point. And then she got the job back. She did some other, she got some back. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what they, what it, it's like um, on Garfield, it was Lorenzo Music originally, mm-hmm. who was also in Ghostbusters. And then Frank Welker was in Ghostbusters with me, and then he is doing Lorenzo. I know. <laughs> he can do anything. Oh, you know yeah. all this. So I... that, seemed, that seemed poetic justice. I yeah. mean, that seemed like it was the right thing. I agree totally. Now, back to Janine. Um, what was it like recording with the rest of the cast? I, I mean, I, I've had quite a few of them on the show myself, so I know how they are, but what was it like oh, back then okay. to, to record who, with them? Who, who have you had? Let's see. I had Maurice on uh, earlier this year and Dave Cougay a couple years ago. Okay, so I wasn't on the show with Dave. That's right. That's and then right. Who did you have? Um, Maurice was on just earlier this year. Oh, Maurice. Oh, okay. So I was in the original cast with Maurice, um, Lorenzo, Music, Arsenio Hall, and myself, and who am I leaving out? Uh, Frank. Right. Well, gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Frank is, does so many things. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what was it like? Well, I didn't know where I was going, so 
so getting around was hard. If they moved the studio or anything, <laughs> never knew where <laughs> I was. <laughs> um, it was a blast. I remember going into this place where we were going to record in Burbank, and the first person I met who wasn't on the show, was doing another show, was from Mr. Ed, Alan. Alan Young. I can't. Yeah, and young, and I couldn't believe it. I was so excited. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and I don't have the background of a lot of, you know, people who get into cartoons because there are some people who just love, grew up with cartoons and comic books and obsessing, and they knew this is what they were going to do, and they knew they were going to, you know, one day – like Bob Bergen knew one day he was going to be Porky Pig. There was no way, you know, he was, a li- he was you know, like eight years old and decided yeah. he was going to be Porky Pig. I didn't, I knew I wanted to be an actress and I knew I was going to do that, but I didn't, I, and I knew people always made a deal about my voice. They always talked about my voice. Oh, your voice, your voice, blah, blah, blah. And, um, positively and negatively because huh. <laughs> I remember what, when I met Stella Adler she was like that, that's a very famous acting teacher and she was like darling what are you going to do about your voice and I was like what, what do and you mean? she was like it's commonplace and I thought yeah well people seem to like it this is wow. not the right class for me I knew, I knew t- it was not the right class for me if somebody if, that, if they thought that was a negative mm-hmm. I think, I think I've interviewed somebody who's also talked about her in the past. I don't remember who it was, but somebody said pretty much the same thing. Another female who I've interviewed said she the same like, thing. She didn't like she liked men much okay, better. Okay, that makes sense then. That makes sense. And when she when I took a class with her, she came out on a throne. Literally, <laughs> she was brought out <laughs> on a throne with two guys on flanking her on each side. Wow. And um. Yeah, I just knew that wasn't for me. <laughs> no. To make me self-conscious, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But maybe that helped you. Maybe maybe that made you work harder. Who knows? I Yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I, I did go to them and said, I need my money back. And I was like 18 years old. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I just, I knew enough that that was not right. It was not the right place, you know. It was just not the right place for me. And you have to find your own people, and you have to find the teachers that speak to you. Now, on Ghostbusters, I know you did the first two seasons of it. I know you did quite a many, many episodes of it. But do any of the episodes stand out still today, if you can remember? I guess uh, maybe when Janine got to be a Ghostbuster. I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, I think that was, you know, I, I couldn't, I didn't. Uh, watch or listen for a long, long time, you know. And then there was the anniversary, and then I did some interviews for that, and then they sent me that whole collection, and then I was going to update my demo, and I was listening to things, and I was good. <laughs> I went, wow, I was really good on this show. And it stands it stands um, up. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was very proud of it. And I actually ran into... Um, Okay, help me here. Just blew out of my mind. He was one of the original producer writers, and he went on just to do features. And um, they made, you know, there was a lot of things in politics involved where 
you know, they thought it was the show was too trashy mm-hmm. and, you know, the things that had nothing to do with me and I was just sort of part of, oh, we don't like the way she looks. She looks too slutty. I mean, it's so funny huh. that that was what was going on back then. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I was actually reading uh, some of the drama that was happening, you know, after season two and I had no clue as a kid. I, of course, I wouldn't know at all. And I did notice a huge change after season two and I didn't watch very many episodes after that change. Wow. Well, they changed the way, I guess what happened, it was sort of like, well, we need to change the way she looks, maybe we need to change the way she sounds. Wow. It was just sort of like that. And then, um, you know, but that, I mean, I was the closest thing to what I think Janine was about. And so, you know, I was told later by the powers that be, you know, that was a huge mistake and, blah 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 but it was devastating yeah I was going to say because you and uh, Lorenzo and um, um, and and uh, Maurice I mean um, not Maurice um, Lorenzo Music and Arsenio yeah there you go Arsenio you guys got you got the boot at the same time then right yeah they all they revamped the whole thing and they for different reasons uh, came up with a new cast and then 10 years later, they asked me to do it again. Huh. That They came back with the, the show, but then somebody else was doing the casting, and then they went with somebody else. So, wow. you know, this is show business. I mean, it just is, and they're painful lessons, but everybody has these stories, you know. Yeah, and I'm a huge fan of Cass, Cass Susie, who replaced you as Janine, but her Janine was just nothing compared to yours, and it didn't hold it, my attention. Interesting. Well, I just heard it was bland. I mean, I never, I don't know her. I never watched, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, I know who she is, but, you know, I always heard, oh, she sounds like a princess. Yeah, And yeah. I certainly have a lot more grit. Yeah, much, much sweeter, much and, sweeter. Right, and, and what's so bizarre is that my natural voice and how I auditioned is kind of sweet. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly, <laughs> you know... <laughs> They made me do it that way. They made me do my mother be. <laughs> <laughs> that is so strange. And as a fan, I noticed and I, I I read online that the ratings just dropped after that change happened with everybody. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I just, I don't know all the particulars. It was just not, I just had to move on. Yeah. And, you know, so I can't even comment so much on that, but. Yeah, but, but the show, doing the show itself was a lot of fun. And, you know, some of the episodes, they didn't really write with Janine doing much. You yeah. asked me, so there was a couple times where I just was like, hello, Ghostbusters, <laughs> you know, please hold. And and that was it, a uh, phone call on line three or something. I mean, I just had like a couple lines, and they didn't write anything. So when they really did, when she got involved and saved the day, or, you know, uh, took Egan home to her parents' house in Queens. Oh, yes. One time it was Brooklyn, one time it was Queens. And I was like, <laughs> sometimes it wasn't consistent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. Yeah, I loved it as a kid. And I've been watching the first two seasons. I, I have them on DVD now that they've been finally releasing them on DVD. And they really do right. hold up still. They're amazing still. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, they sent me that collection and I guess there's some Sony coffee, t- I think it was a Sony coffee table book, you know, I did some interviews for. Okay. It's all a blur. 
Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about what you did when you moved on after Ghostbusters. I, I believe you did some Hello Kitty and Digimon and a Garfield. You're still doing Digimon now, aren't you? Uh, well, I just did a reboot of Digimon. Um, so I guess that's very popular now. Everything old is new again, like Twin Peaks. Exactly, right? yep. Um, so I'm not sure. I guess they sent it to me, but I didn't watch it. But Digimon has like an up. I guess after the first couple of seasons of Digimon, um, they went somewhere else. I don't know. Hmm. And a bunch of the characters went in some one way, and a bunch of the characters went another way. So now they went back to those characters that, and mine was included, the creatures, and they had, uh, there were like four episodes or like a movie. I'm not sure how it was released, but Mm -hmm. yeah. So I did that last summer, and um, that was so fun. Because that's a different, that was anime, and that's a little different than original animation. And um, Garfield, I was doing for like four years, the Garfield show, and that's on hiatus currently. Yeah, I hope they bring that back. I, I love Garfield. Yeah, I mean, there's always people who want it, and Mark Evanier, the uh, director, voice director, and he writes a lot of the episodes is a big deal in the animation world. And I know there's always offers, because that was a French company that was producing um, Garfield and selling it all around the world. Okay. And it's very expensive. It's like a 3D. Yep, yep. So I play uh, Drusilla and Minerva on that, and some other characters too, but those are the big ones, the twins. And that's a blast. I've played a lot of twins. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, I don't know. In Hello Kitty, I did not do both voices. A gal named Melissa Fawn did um, Kitty, and I was her twin sister, because um, they're twins. I didn't realize that until I was doing it. I was Mimi. and But on the Garfield show, I play both girls. I, I, schizophrenic but that's how it is <laughs> <laughs> that's true you gotta flip back and forth from these two different characters it's gotta be a lot of fun and right. a little... well you don't have to do it that way you do it that way and then they play it for you again they have to tweak some stuff and then you kind of just answer yourself okay you know which is <laughs> <laughs> fun and what about any yeah. on-screen work do you have any on-screen work coming up well, uh, no, I don't currently. Um, I, I've done a lot. I did a zillion commercials, so that's how I started. Okay. Doing a lot of on-camera commercials. And then um, I actually, uh, for a year, I was sort of laid up, kind of. I, I, got, I was in London last summer, and last September, actually, and I got hit by a double-decker bus. Wow. Uh, yeah, so I was in the street. I was in the crosswalk, and I got hit by the, the bus. So I was, I kind of put the the brakes on a few things. Yeah, wow. It's been a recovery, a long recovery. And I didn't know how I would sound, and I had a lot of broken bones. and But I actually looked the same. Huh. You know, um, so lucky. Very lucky because I had a fractured uh, forehead, nose, oh cheekbone, my. wow, jaw plate. I had 
uh, broken foot, you know, yeah, so I it's mean, been intense. Something like I'm that, very that, lucky. that really opens your eyes on, on life and, you know, the things that you do. Absolutely, but, you know, and also I had to stop because taking a shower took two hours, you know, it wasn't uh. like, you know, you could go at the own pace, like, you know, to, to get your energy back. And now I'm like 95% back, but it certainly changes your perspective. Yeah, without a doubt. And you said there's no change in your vocals then? No, not at all. I mean, at first there was um, tightness, you know, because they had to move my, it's kind of gross, but they had to, when you get hit like that, they have to put your jaw in the right place. Like, wow. <laughs> I'm gonna go into it yeah, for your yeah. listeners. It's not. It's not. It's it's not nice. And um, you know, they wanted to do the anesthesiologist wanted to do a tracheotomy, and I had to sign off on it. Like, you know, but I was like, unless I'm dying, I don't want a tracheotomy because yeah. there was a good chance you wouldn't sound the same. And I had a wonderful doctor, and he. He really took a stand for me because the anesthesiologists, they don't want to go in blind. And for them, it's just easier. Yep, exactly, yeah. I know my, my dad actually had a trach because he actually passed away. And then they revived him. That's how they revived him was through that trach. Oh, yeah. so that saved his life. It, it did. And he was he was actually able to, you know, close it up and everything afterwards. But he was so scared to do that because it was a serious, like he was in the hospital for like three months. From the tracheotomy or the uh, something from else? the uh, he had a, like a major heart attack and that kind of stuff. So he was in there oh, in okay. ICU for okay. a good amount of time, and that trach he was just so scared to to do anything about it. So he kept it in there until he passed away, finally, you know, six years ago. But it really did save his life. Oh, and did he sound the same? He did, I think at least. I think, but he, I mean, he wasn't oh. a voice actor or anything, so there's nothing good to compare to. But I mean, he did sound more winded afterwards, so maybe it did have some kind of effect. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. I just knew. I know it's 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 tedious to recover from. Also, that, mm-hmm. and it was like they were supposed to my uh, far. This is. I might start to cry. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, they were supposed to. Um, let's move on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Please. I don't want to. I don't want to anyway, make you cry. I'm doing really well. <laughs> Good. So, and yeah. you would not know to look at me. That's the miracle, you know, like on camera or anything like, or just life. Oh, you yeah. know, running into all these people at you know June Foray's memorial, you, nobody would know a thing. Good, and I'm, they go, "This look really good." Yeah. <laughs> well, I am glad. I'm relieved because I had no clue that happened to you, and, and you know, I would have been really bummed if something happened like that. Oh, well, thank you. I, I was really quiet about it. I didn't post about it. I didn't talk about it. But now it's, I can talk about it because I just didn't know how it would shake out. Yeah. Well, good for you. I'm glad. And did you have anything coming up that you wanted to talk about? Any conventions or anything else? Um, no, I, I turned down a few things because uh, I knew it would be too much. Um to get back on the horse, you know, to do a convention with all that stimulation. So I passed on a few things um, in the last year, but I'm I'm ready. And then and one, it's funny. One thing was to co- go to England this summer to go to Bristol, and I thought I'm just not ready to go back to England yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I I would I would do, welcome it now. Good. I'm glad. 
Thank well, you. Laura, Thank you this, so much. I'm a huge fan of your work, and this is amazing. I'm so glad that you're okay, first of all, and I'm glad that we had the chance to talk. Thank you, Tim. Thank you so much. Can I get you it's to really fun. Can I get you to close out the interview as Janine, if you can? Hello, fellow Ghostbusters. This is Janine Melnitz, and I'm talking to Tim Nidell, and I'm wishing him a very, very happy Halloween. And to all you ghosts and goblins and kitties out there, don't eat too much candy. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.